Clap sync. Clap sync. <laughs> uh, welcome back to another episode of Interesting Conversations with Interesting People. My name is Yaquan Edwards, and I'm joined today by the elusive, evasive, uh, eccentric, equestrian... <laughs> Eli Seacrest. I'm not that elusive. I'm only an hour late. <laughs> That's true. You are kind of like you you you're, you're like a Star Lord. You're scrawny. You can fit into small places. That is true. Uh, yeah, no, I've scared the crap out of a few people on accident. Like, uh, <laughs> last right. September, we went to Chicago for a field trip, and I got tired and wore out, so I just crawled into the space between the bed and the dresser, mm-hmm. and nobody knew I was in there. So I was just like crawled in and huddled up watching all of the people I was sharing the room with, just like hanging out, having fun. And at one point somebody said something that pissed me off, so I said something and scared the crap out of everyone. Because nobody, ob- because those fools, fools exactly. didn't notice you crouched in between a dresser and a TV. Oh, I wasn't crouched, I was like on my back, I was right. comfy. What drew you to that position? Uh, not wanting to interact with people. Uh, yeah. And then they were start- they started talking smack and you had to... I can't remember what they said exactly, but it was like, I'd spent the past three straight days with them, and I just did not want to talk with them anymore. That's like maximum turtling. Very. It was good, though. Right. Sometimes you need that. Honestly, you just need to tuck away inside your shell and mm-hmm. ignore all other people. Exactly. Recharge. Yeah. Recharge. Good, That's what I call it. Good day of uh, looking at art the next day. Yes, art is that I I feel like art is a big part of your life, just based on your one two three four five six seven eight eight rings on seven, seven fingers. fingers. Yep, three necklaces, lots of chains. Is that is that four necklaces actually? Yeah, it is four it necklaces. Is I'm actually wearing two more than I was remembering because I didn't want to lose them. I've only got one necklace. I need to get with you on some necklaces, because I've only mm-hmm. got one, and it's like a little disco bear emblem. Yeah. I got it in a collector's edition. Yeah, we could do something like that. But I yeah. like doing custom work. Who you, Who are you, though? Who am I? Who is Eli? I'm a guy who likes to make things with my hands. I like to think I'm pretty good at it. Most people agree. I'd, I'd agree. Yeah. Making things like these aren't these aren't any regular old trinkets and knickknack. These are like, what would you call them? Well, three of them are cast in sterling silver, mm-hmm. and the so out of the eight rings I'm wearing, I made four of them. Right. The four or five of them. I'm sorry, on four fingers. Five and four fingers. Three of those five are mm-hmm. cast silver. Okay. The two that are sharing a ring are a material called mukumegane, which is about as complicated of a process as making katana steel. Oh. And that is definitely, doesn't that involve a lot of folding? Yes. I think that's, yep. that sounds interesting. It's basically making katana steel, except instead of folding layers of steel over each other, you fold precious and semi-precious metals. In this instance... Copper and brass. Copper and brass. Mokumegane translates to wood grain you're, metal. You're taking me back all the way to geology classes. Got me over here <laughs> thinking about sedimentary rocks and igneous rocks. It's all the layers. The layers. 
layers. The layers. Oh, you know what else has layers? Onions. I was gonna say Photoshop, but onions <laughs> do have Shrek? layers, like an ogre. No, I was about to say Shrek too. Ah, oh. uh, usually the best one. Shrek too. I talked with a guest about Shrek too recently. Oh my god. We were talking about the. Can you guess what part we were talking about? Um. In Shrek two, on DVD. Um. Let's see. The musical score of the fairy godmother singing that one song that I can't remember. What I need it was. a hero. Yeah. Close. Did I need a hero? Hero? I don't know what that is. I think it's close. Like that. We were talking about the DVD featurette with uh, Far Far Away Idol. Oh with yeah. Simon Cowell. That is very close. Oh yeah. Yeah. I forgot that existed. That's a deep cut. Yeah. I don't know why I remember that so fondly. <laughs> Anything ripping on Simon Cowell? He was in it. Yeah. That's so weird. That's so meta. It's pretty beautiful, man. I love cartoons that are ahead of their time. Yeah. That's definitely Shrek. It's beautiful. But yeah, going back to you, though. You're uh, you're a metal worker. Yeah. You, what is, what is, what's the, the name of that profession? Like, glass blower or smithsman? Jeweler. Jeweler? A yeah. jeweler. Because okay. specifically, I mostly make jewelry. Right. I can make other things as well, but I focus on jewelry. Just like rings, necklaces, uh, mm-hmm. earrings? earrings? I want to make more earrings, but it's a little bit hard because my ears aren't pierced. Right. So you're not, you're not yeah. Like a... I'm actually getting my ears pierced this week. Nice. Yeah. I bought a... That'll be cool. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of like what kind of jewelry I have in my life, and it's really just a single necklace and... Like some sword that I'll put on and take off every so often. Jewelry is a weird thing nowadays because it's definitely mostly worn by women, and even more than that, mostly worn by wealthier women, middle mm-hmm. class and above. Especially like handmade, like nicer jewelry. The oh, like the those blood diamond jewelers. You you probably saw uncut gems. I did. You did? What did you think? Uh, madness. Absolutely. Like, so just, it was just a two hour long movie of New York Jews yelling over each other. <laughs> and Adam Sandler was born to play that role. <laughs> he said, is that dude? <laughs> he said such a career. Yeah. Is it's that? pretty wild. But do you, uh, so do you think that the, like, kind of jeweler, you think that would be, that's like the, an accurate representation kind of? Of what, like, so, a New York jeweler would go through? I kind of. I don't know. Like, a New York jeweler. Right. This is also, like, a New York jeweler, sir. Right. 2012, who specifically was big during early hip-hop. Okay, yeah. So it's like... That was an interesting phase. It's a very specific thing. Could you see, like, a, a Columbus version of Uncut Gems happening with you? It's me, probably. Like, you get the wrong <laughs> bisodium carbonate. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> No, I, uh, I, I don't think that I would get that deep into gambling. <laughs> I think it's probably the biggest detractor there. You never know. It's true. You, you, win, you win so many times. Yeah, but like, I don't like to bet on horses or like basketball games, though. I prefer to bet on like good old-fashioned street dwarf wrestling. Dwarf wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Just a, bra- just a pure test of might and skill. Because mm-hmm. so much can go wrong with horse wrestling. Or horse riding. <laughs> horse exactly. wrestling, though. Yeah. Now that I think about it. That'd be pretty good. 
That could be... Isn't that just, like, kind of jousting? It's like I would, jousting without the dudes. I would say it's, like, a weird twist on the luchador, like... <laughs> What's that one, like, queen of England who's fabled for fucking a horse? Are we allowed to swear? You can say whatever you want. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can't say I can't say that I'm familiar with the Queen of England horse mounting story. They referenced it in Venture Bros. See, I didn't get to I didn't watch a lot of Venture Bros. Honestly, like I saw it every I'm now trying, and then. I'm trying to check the place. I, all I'm gonna say is Marie Antoinette, and that is not right. She's in a Queen song. I don't think Freddie. Well, I think Freddie Mercury would be would reference that. Yeah, he would. But I think Marie Antoinette had like better things to reference and I don't think it was her yeah I think it was one maybe it was like Queen Elizabeth the first how do you know how many queens there are in England or in the history of <laughs> currently England? one currently one I've got to get better at structure thinking speaking first then thinking wink wink at end times but I don't know conversational right what would you do if I just didn't say another word this entire thing? It would be weird. I would keep going. <laughs> oh, good. As many people who have known me in my life know, I can talk for a while. You've got a weird fascination with... This was a mistake. <laughs> I think there were a lot of mistakes, but the best part about mistakes is that you learn from them, right? No. Well, I mean, yeah. No, yeah, yeah honestly, that, that yeah. is true. Yeah. I mean, you learn like Seriously. you learn the first couple times, and then you're just like, I'm scrubbed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But if you don't learn the first couple of times, and you should just move to Florida, you'll fit right in. <laughs> don't ask. Nobody asks questions in Florida. Nobody asks questions. Swear to God. Okay, I want. I really want to. I really want to get into something because for as long as I've known you, I think I feel like you've always had this, a deeper level of a deeper connection to British television than most people. Because <laughs> like I think about Eli Seacrest, and I just hear him talking about Monty Python's Flying Circus. What would, did you did you grow up watching BBC? Is that yeah. Was um, it your parents, or was it you just going out of your way to... Um, both. My mom watched, like, Doctor Who. what? My mother. You're my okay. mom. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That was not intentional. Uh, she watched Doctor Who a lot when she was younger, mm-hmm. and then when the new series started up in 2005, she was like, yo, sit your ass down. <laughs> Check this shit out. Son. Mm-hmm. Sit. Yes. Learn. Educate yourself. Yes. Well, I will say my, um, actually, my general viewing habits in the past, like, two years have just plummeted straight through the floor. To nothing? Yeah, I hardly watch anything anymore. I think I am, I should probably transition more towards that minimalist lifestyle, because I don't want to spend too much, too much time behind the TV, you know? Yeah. 
Like, it's nice because there's good content out there. Yeah. But for me specifically, I work with my hands so much. Right. And the stuff I do requires so much attention and time. I just don't have time for it. Honestly, though, you're, you're, there's something different about, like, having an actual, like, craft. Like, there's, mm-hmm. you're literally crafting, I feel like. Like, this is real-life Minecraft. Yeah. You're I mean, getting so. the iron ore and you're using your crafting table to break it down into a, Actually, at my, um, a pickaxe shaped necklace. My studio, uh, I have a studio over in Franklinton. Actually, you guys should check it out. It's called Cosm Metalworks. Cos- Cosm? C-O-S-O-M. C-O-S-O-M. Yeah, I'll never forgive Adelaide. He's who runs it for this, but it stands for Central Ohio School of Metalwork Metalworks. <laughs> uh, he's, I don't think he thought it through that much, but it's okay. I love um, it, though. But we do classes. Oh. Like, you can come in and learn how to blacksmith. Nice. How to make okay. jewelry. How to okay. do sand casting. That is, that is some, uh, that's a skill set that is f- few and far between people mm-hmm. these days. Yeah, no, anything from just making a simple hook to screw into your wall and hang a coat on to a start-to-finish, four-part, c- intensive class on making a knife. Ooh. I, yeah. Now that, that's a video. Starting off with a square bar of steel, and forging it out, putting the handle on, sharpening it, into a finished knife. Was that, is that a knife that you would recommend using for, like, four days in the Smoky Mountains? Yeah. No, the idea behind the class is that you would, although it's, you'll be making it. Right. And as a beginner, it might be kind of shit. <laughs> but also, it's the experience of it, and it gets your feet wet. Do and I, you could make a nicer one. That's like, uh, that's like the candle shop, the candle workshop out in wherever. Yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's an experience, but it gets your feet wet and with making something practical. Yes, it, yeah, it's super useful, and it gives you more incentive to stick to it and try to make it good because mm-hmm. you're going to be using it. Yeah, and uh, if it gives any credence, Adelaide was the blacksmith instructor at the Idea Foundry. Idea Foundry? Yeah, that sounds so familiar. Is that the Columbus Idea Foundry? Where is that at? It's in Franklinton. Franklinton. Yeah, it's about fifteen years old now, and it's just a makerspace. Is that is that just like a community workspace for? Mm-hmm. You need a membership and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But Adelaide was one of the founding members. Oh, so that that guy knows his stuff. Like, he does. He's been smithing for thirty years. Not even just uh, uh, whenever I think blacksmith, I just immediately go to like dwarf with the big beard and like hammer and just pounding that on is an anvil. Astonishingly accurate. Really. Yeah. So the, the legends are true. Yes. Wow. You hit metal with a hammer, you get beefy. You pr- honestly, <laughs> you get swole doing. Cause you're just slamming out what like mm-hmm. you're describe the process. So you you said you start with like a little steel rectangle. Mm-hmm. What do you do after that? What's the process? Tell me how to make a knife real quick. Um, I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> so you take the square of metal, which actually this is completely derailed from what I was going to talk about. I'll go back to that in a second. Yes. Um, you get the square of metal. You stick it in the forge, which is like a gas oven or a grill or something, okay. except. It's a lot more confined and has a lot more heat and gas put into it. So the internal temperature gets to, depending on what you set it to, more along the lines of 2,000, 3,000 degrees. Hot. Hot enough to get the steel glowing. Oh, that's like, that is, then you pour it in a cast. No. Oh. No. If you're going to 
for steel. First of all, it's going to ruin the chemical composition of the metal. Interesting. And it's going to be bright white hot. Like, think more 3,500 degrees. Okay. That is, the sun is at 5,000. So that's closer to the sun than it is to freezing. Yikes. Than it is to room temperature. So it's, you hit it with a hammer. Mm -hmm. Getting it red hot gets it soft. So you can hit it with a hammer and push it out like clay. Right. Into the shape you want. And once you get to the shape you want, you grind it down. So you hit it with like sanding belts Mm -hmm. to remove metal. You heat treat it, which that's why the chemical composition is so important. Right. So the heat treating works well. So you heat treat it, you dunk it in oil, you get it, that gets it really, really hard. But if you leave it that way, then it's brittle, it might break. So then you have to temper it a little bit, about 400 degrees. And then it's durable and stays sharp. You put a handle on it, you get it clean. It, start to finish, making a really nice knife, can take upwards of eight hours by hand. For a really good knife. For a really nice knife. For a really nice one. You can do simple ones that have like super simple handles yeah. in like an hour or two. Grind it, sharpen, heat treat, all that yeah. shit. And that's just like one little, mm-hmm. just one, a good one, eight hours. That's that's a turnaround. Yeah. For sure. Uh, if you want to look at it more closely, check out the show Forged in Fire. Forged, is that on History on, Channel? Yes, actually. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Got it first try. So that's a blacksmithing competition where four dudes come in. They try to make the best knife. Whoever makes the best knife wins 10 grand. Oh, best knife by, like, what standards? Like they... There's a panel of judges. Oh, okay. Judges who know what they're doing. Right. Uh, they have six hours to make a knife. Yeah. Really cute. Oh, this That's one, nice. Yeah, to- this is, like, the mm-hmm. literally Iron Chef. <laughs> no, exactly. It's more Iron Chef than Iron Chef is. <laughs> Uh, actually, Adelaide was on an episode of Forge and Fire. Oh. Season oh. three. Did he win? No. Oh. It's a hard thing to win. Yeah, I can... In six hours... Eight hours to make a really good knife. In six hours to make an amazing knife. Mm-hmm. It's already, like... Yeah, a better knife than your counterparts. Actually, another friend of mine was in the last season of Forge and Fire. The most recent one. Mm-hmm. Nice. When are you making your appearance? I don't make knives. Uh, I do want to at some point. They have they sent out the casting call for the next season yeah. a few days ago. But maybe like I'll give it some take time. A, to try. Take a class. Yeah. Should they have those somewhere in Franklinton? Uh, Adelaide. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see the joke you were making now. I'm fucking dumb. But getting back to the tangent I was trying to go on. Yeah. Last August, we had an open house at my studio where we literally took... Ore name iron ore and smelted it into iron. Nice. Yeah. Was it like a Minecraft theme night or? No, it's just a metal <laughs> themed. Let's make this. Wait, are you telling me that exists outside of video games? Unfortunately, yes. Oh, that's pretty <laughs> impressive. The world is tangible. Ooh, I love tangerines. Same. All right, tell me more about the. Tell me more about your. Studio. I want to hear a little more about your studio. What kind of equipment do you guys use? At the studio? Yeah. So Adelaide has at least four anvils. Like traditional European anvils with the horn that look like an anvil. He's got three or four separate forges. Because it's a class, so you can have like right. six or seven people smithing all at once going back and forth. Okay. 
He has a 15-ton hydraulic press. And that's to flatten out the metal? Not to squish. To squish. To squish. Okay. It doesn't really do things cleanly, just flat. Yeah. But it'll... Like, if you put the piece of hot metal and a punch in there, it'll poke a hole in it. Okay. Okay, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. gotcha. It, it does whatever you need it to do. He also has a 125-pound power hammer. Oh. Which is a 125-pound hammerhead. It's connected to this huge machine that makes it move up and down at about, like, a kachuka 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 rate. Like, like it, it can hit as much as eight times a second. Ooh, I would not want to stand under, under that. No, it would pulverize anything. Oh, my goodness. And, that I mean, you have to be working with that kind of force just to... Mm-hmm. To move iron. Yeah. Um, got a few other tools, a bunch of sanders... Like grinders, uh, probably a hundred hammers. Uh, just regular hammers. Uh, different or styles. Different like, okay, yeah, because I, I mean, obviously not like regular, regular hammers. Cause those would probably melt when you try to hit them on the steel. But no, they're you guys regular have, like, hammers. Regular, oh, really? Well, they're they're just hardened steel. Yeah. Like any other hammer, you don't put them in the fire, and the steel surface like it only comes in contact for, as much as your hands come in contact while you're clapping. Right. So it's mostly just in the air. Although you should quench your hammers every now and again so they don't get hot and lose their uh, heat treat. How long have you been uh, hot at work there? Uh, I've been in that space for two years come June. So I moved in June 2018. Nice. Um, moved in like for an internship or? No, I rent space from him. Oh. Yeah, no, I am one of the renters. He has a few subletters. Nice. Okay. So that you you that not only do you get to just go downstairs to go to work, but you're just at work all the time. Yeah. You never have to worry about being late ever again. Well, I don't live there. Oh. No, it's just my studio. Oh, you rent. Okay, so they let you rent out workspace mm-hmm. there. Yeah, rent out workspace there, but it's like a five minute drive. Yeah. Like I live on Summit Street, so I just hit the highway. Boom, off on um, Grandview. I think yeah, that probably would be like the biggest part of getting into this profession is actually yep. having a reliable workspace to yeah. Cause uh, yeah. it's expensive. Like my workspace itself, I probably have upwards of five, six thousand dollars worth of equipment. Yeah. Um, and my work my space is not even that like I don't even have that much. You've shit. got like the walk in closet in the one bedroom apartment. Yeah. <laughs> Like, Adelaide's shit is... An entire studio. Hmm? An entire studio. Yeah, it's an entire studio. Just the, entire, just the whole building. Mm-hmm. That's it. Although I do have access to his equipment, which is really nice. Yeah, I do want him to have me... I do want to have him teach me how to make a good blade at some point. I think that'd be sick. Just outside of the show, too. Just on your own. Mm-hmm. There's, there's just... I just want to learn. Yeah. Do you have, is that a pocket knife I see on you right now? Uh, yeah, well, multi-tool. Multi-tool, oh, yeah. So, pliers. You're a crafty guy. You've always been a crafty guy. Yeah, but I made the little holster. Oh, cute. It also has a... Alright, a lighter? Yeah. Oh. These boots, watch the boots. This table is... Rickety? I'd say so, yeah. We well, it's got it, wheels you know. on it, so... Yeah, it's <laughs> Yeah, you've been making stuff for such a long time, too. Like, I I feel like ever since, because your parents 
owned, used to own a gallery, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you were there. No, I spent my uh, childhood in the back of an arts and crafts gallery, fucking around with a hot glue gun. Mm-hmm. Just like jamming shit together, making little contraptions and devices. And... I'm getting like hereditary flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that. Unfortunately. A little less, a little less demented though. A little less murdery for sure. Yeah. And definitely less, um, demons. <laughs> demons. Demons. Yeah. Like and definitely less headless little girls. Oh, that's, <laughs> I'm honestly really glad to hear that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, did you, so you spent a lot of time in the gallery? What did you, did your parents, did you make any of the work in the gallery or did you, was it all like your parents working with other artists to? Um, my parents, my dad painted, my mom made jewelry, beads and stuff. Uh, mostly assemblage, nothing, fan, not, she didn't do the like fine jewelry like what I do. Yeah. Of, like the construction and the casting and all that. She knows how, she took classes in the 80s, but she never did it because... The equipment is so unattainable. Yeah. That's the that's probably one of the best parts about living in the time we do now. Is that if you know the right people, exactly. you can get, uh, you can have, there's so many more opportunities and like networking. And mm-hmm. Columbus is such a great area for meeting new people because everybody here, it feels like everybody here has come here to do something. Yeah. And everyone here knows someone who knows someone. Yes. And this guy who knows this guy, I know people that you might not know that know you. That's also possible. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good because I'm trying to get like a good fan base on Instagram. Yeah, I've seen some of the stuff you're you're uh, you've seen some of the stuff you're putting out. Plug it real quick, just real quick plug. Uh, Don't worry, we'll come back to it. It's Aurarius Metalworks. <laughs> Aurarius underscore Metalworks. A E R A R I U S. What What is Aurarius? Uh, it's Latin for coppersmith. Coppersmith. Mm-hmm. Do you have like a affinity for copper? I love copper. I just, I just love copper. It's beautiful. It's conductive. Uh, mm-hmm. Sells for a decent price. It does. Um, <laughs> I also buy it relatively cheap. It's way cheaper than silver. Yeah. Which is nice. Feels cheaper than full sterling archer silver. Yes. I saw there was a cup. There was a, a water heater outside of my apartment. Or my townhouse, my, my place, a couple weeks ago, and I... Please, you don't have to lie to these people. They know it's a refrigerator box. <laughs> I did see a refrigerator fall out of a truck. And then they go... No, it's a... The guy said, damn it! Out of the back of a pickup truck, too, no less. So the comedy was all there. But this water heater was there, and it had this like this long, this you know, casual long copper pipe coming out of it. And I'm like, my roommate's driving. I'm like, dude, it's not, it's not gonna be there tomorrow. Watch. It's not. And the next morning, even I'm up getting ready for work. It's like five a.m. I hear kerchum, kerchum, kerchum. This guy's dragging around the water heater trying to pull off the copper pipe, and he did. Yeah. No. Good for him. Copper is like. I think the scrap price right now is about three bucks a pound. That was, yeah, I think I must have made like nine bucks easy. Yeah, I know, you get like a good 20 pounds of copper, that's 60 bucks. So yeah, but it's fucking nothing compared to silver. 
Copper's easier to work. Is it easier to work with than silver? Oh, it's about the same. It depends um, what you're doing. Right. Uh, silver is easier to cast because mm-hmm. it has a lower melting point. Uh, but actually, you don't want to cast copper too much because... It's more of a solid metal. Well, casting is a solid process. Right. Uh, it's more because <laughs> the pieces will be soft. You would usually opt for bronze. Bronze And bronze is, is copper and nickel? Copper and uh, tin. Copper and tin. Copper and nickel give well. Copper and zinc gives you um, brass. Copper yes. and nickel is called cupro nickel and is dumb expensive. Ooh. But it's very strong. Uh, they use it to make, like on the oil rigs, when they need to tighten a bolt under the water, they use cupro nickel wrenches because they don't corrode, and they're as strong as steel. That is some. That's some fascinating properties of just copper and nickel. Mm-hmm. So wait, I know the the percentages. Are, pennies are are mostly copper, correct? Pennies are ninety nine point nine percent copper. But nickels are not mostly. Nickel. I'm not sure about nickels. I think they are copper cord. They're not alloyed. It's a layer of nickel, layer of copper, a layer of nickel. Right. Okay. So wait, you said that, you said copper is three bucks a pound, right? Mm-hmm. And you don't need 300 pennies to make a pound. No, it caught, co- well, nowadays, pennies I, I, are made of zinc. Feel, uh, uh, if you find pre-1982 pennies. Hay pennies. Yep, hay pennies, but hay pennies are actually more valuable for other reasons. Yeah. But pre-1982 pennies, solid copper, absolutely worth more than a penny of copper. Ooh. It's like a nickel. It's like five cents worth of copper. That's money. It is money. That's for all my homeless <laughs> listeners. <laughs> and actually, even like nowadays, a penny costs two cents to make. Yeah. We should abolish pennies. It's hard, though, because what happens when you have change that's 97 cents? Round it up to the nearest nickel. You know they wouldn't round it up. Well, round it up or down, depending. You'd always get shafted. I mean, by two cents. <laughs> hey. You know what they say? Pennies Penny make dollars. Penny Pretty much. Yeah. Pennies make dollars. Little things add up. It's true. But um, but yeah, no, to also give it some context, this is one of my rings. The skull ring. I'm holding the skull ring. It's the forehead has like triangles in it, like etched into it. Not triangles, but just angular markings etched into it. No bottom jaw because. We slacking over here. <laughs> and so, the, that weight of silver is that's about fifteen dollars worth of silver. This yes. fifteen dollar ring. Well, you'd probably think just fifteen dollars for the material. Itself. Yeah, as far as making it goes, there's probably about four or five hours of work in. I'd say it's like forty dollars in. No, this is more like a ninety hundred dollar ring. Ninety hundred what? Ninety to a hundred. Okay. In that range. For labor and mm-hmm. resources and like it's not cheap. One, that's a three hundred dollar ring. Because it has the stone set into it, it also has five along the bottom. Five along oh. Mm-hmm. This is a it's a nice ring though. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of like it reminds me it's got a little what did you what did you call these zinc bicarbonate? Cubic zirconius. Cubic zirconius. Close enough. This ain't your average everyday quartz, alright? It, it, it looks like something you would see in, like, a Artemis Fowl movie or something to, like, 
decode ancient glyphs. You hold it up to your eye. That's interesting, though. I like the design of the... I like the whole process of just crafting and creating things. I wish I had more of like a... I wish I had a more reliable way to make physical media, you know? Yeah. Besides from like, like painting is fun and drawing is fun, but I want to like, I would love to make things. Well, honestly, cardboard and a hot glue gun is a really good friend. <laughs> it's a really good place to start. That is legitimately where I got my start. Yeah, I'm chuckling, but I'm thinking about it, and it's like, yeah, cardboard, scissors, mm-hmm. glue. Uh, no, handicrafts. Absolutely. Like, it, it's all a very linear process, and it gets your mind to understand three-dimensionality. Haven't you... You've worked with... Uh, I bet you really had to stretch your 3D muscles when you were working with duct tape. I just remembered that. You worked with duct tape in high school. What did you make? It was a... a I made a lot of shit. Like, wallets and... Duct tape, wallet. I think I made a jacket at one point, but that I might think, have been middle school. I remember you either had a duct tape wallet or, or a duct tape hat or a jacket. I can't remember. Uh, it could be all of those. Maybe. I feel like it was it like Halloween or something and you... Possibly. Did you... Ha- is that just duct tape laid over itself or is that like... It was probably duct tape wrapped around a base. Like cardboard? Yeah. Well, if it was a shirt, know. then it was probably a t-shirt that I just wrapped in duct tape. Uh, if it was a hat, then it was a cardboard base. Yeah. Wrapped in duct tape. Wallets would have just been pure duct tape through and through. And so you, it's kind of, it's like folding and layering or, mm-hmm. I'm having trouble, I, 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 I just don't, I can't wrap my head around it because duct tape is like 2D and it sticks together. Mm-hmm. So for me, I guess, would you explain it to Give me like a quick little rundown because I'm, uh, I'm lost over here. It's been a minute since I've tried to. Taking duct tape, taking tape from 2D to 3D, it just doesn't click with me for some reason. I don't know what it is. Well, it's kind of uh, the perfect medium to do it with. Because also think about a roll of tape. Yeah. It's 3D already. It is, yeah. It's because it's just it's wrapped around it's mm-hmm. the same shape. You just got to use those properties of it, how rigid it is. And you can make it more rigid by adding cardboard. Right. And, and layering would make it more mm-hmm. rigid. So, would you, okay. So, we needed it. You know what it is? I think in my head, I'm just imagining that... In this scenario, you're not cutting the duct tape at all. So you're just like constantly wrapping it up and have tiny little pieces to hold things together. You're just like, I'm just imagining you're like mummifying nothing into a wrap, like a wallet. No, no, it would probably start off a piece about this long and then have another piece. So you have a sheet, put another sheet on top of that and then tape around the edges. Okay. Now see, it's all, it's clicking together. That makes a little pouch. Okay. And then you put your, it's a little billfold. Yeah. But God, I haven't done anything like that since I was like 14. Yeah. Mm. My life. Actually, that's how I started off getting into the sculptural world. Yeah, you said cardboard and duct tape? Well, cardboard and duct tape and a hot glue gun for sure. Mm-hmm. But I specifically started making sculptures out of wire that was taped together with aluminum tape. Oh. Real duct tape. Duct? Okay, yeah. Like the... Because yeah. the gray plastic duct tape we use is it is actually supposed to be duct tape because it's waterproof so there there is a difference between duct tape and duct yes duct tape is aluminum that's like aluminum foil that's adhesive on one side 
duct tape yeah. is what people think duct tape is. But if you were to use duct tape on a duct, God, that sentence was shit. <laughs> if you were to try to actually use what they brand as duct tape, oh, well, what's called as well, duct yeah. tape, then it would just crack because it doesn't deal with temperature well. So from so just to keep things official, from now on we'll refer to D U C T duct tape as duct tape mm-hmm. and D U C K duct tape as flex seal tape. And I think that solves our problems. Flex sounds, seal sounds good. Flex seal tape is waterproof, just like flex seal. Yep. No, flex seal tape is like proper duct tape. Right. It's perfect. It's I, lo- I love it. It's mm-hmm. amphibious. Yeah. Is that the right word for ducks? You know this. Uh, waterfowl. Waterfowl. Yeah, no, amphibious implies they breathe the water, but they just sit on it. Amphibivor? I feel like it's, I feel like there's a word for... What's, I don't know the word for animal, animals like that. The animals that are a part aquatic, but not. Well, part That's aquatic, our... but not, is amphibious. Mm-hmm. But ducks aren't amphibious because they don't breathe the water. Like, frogs are amphibious... <laughs> did you did that on purpose? <laughs> I didn't. I just couldn't think of another amphibious thing. Uh, platypus. Platypi. Mm, don't think so. Pretty sure they're just mammals. Mammals. Mm-hmm. That's not the right word for them. Platypus. They're not mammals. Yeah, they are. No, they have mammals. They and the platypus and the kidna have a different word for them. No, they're they're mammalia. Is it omnivore? That's uh, that's what you eat. <laughs> that's that's not being a carnivore or herbivore as an omnivore. Right. Okay. So that those rings are, you said you price one of them around like ninety to one hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Simple, just cash yeah. would be ninety to hundred. It's going to be the same. This is also a little bit less because the wax that it came from, I got from a mold that I made. Right. Okay. The casting process is called lost wax casting. So these rings that I'm wearing all started off as wax. Hmm. Like candle wax, but a little bit more specific, a little bit more durable. So you carve the ring out of wax. You embed it in the stuff called investment, which is a liquid and it hardens. And then you can bring that up to a hot enough temperature that the wax evaporates out and you pour the molten silver in. Okay. It's that what in the, what was that called again? Lost wax casting. Lost wax ca- mm-hmm. casting. Because you lose the wax. Yeah. You said it at first and I'm like trying to follow it, but you explained it and now I'm completely caught up. Cool. I'm usually horrible at explaining things. That's no, that makes sense. I'm thinking mm-hmm. of that's like what they do with like plaster molds kind of, isn't it? Exactly. Which actually investment is plaster. The investment that you the put the wax in. Is plaster. Yeah, so if you're talking about a mold where the mold is plaster and you put stuff into the plaster and take it out, yeah, yeah. it's exactly that. Okay. So how, does that does like so the, obviously does the the technique of like making it factor into how much it costs? Like what? Yes. Yeah, that turned the lost wax process turns it into a very intensive procedure, like. If I were to make one ring custom for you, mm-hmm. I would have to carve it out of wax, which depending on how complicated the design was, could take anywhere between an hour 
to 15 hours. Yeah. Like this initially took 15 hours to carve. It's got a lot of intricate like designs and exactly. notches and crannies. And then it would need to go into the investment. 15 hours. Yeah. Straight. That's straight. <laughs> Over like three days. And then it goes into the investment and then it needs to be brought up to temperature yeah. and held there for at least three hours for the wax to burn out completely. That is some good wax. Yeah. Well, it you put it in the kiln, and then it goes up to 300, so the wax melts, mm-hmm. and you pour out as much as possible. Then it goes up to 800, so it starts to burn out. And then it goes up to 1,350 degrees, which vaporizes the carbon that is left over. So it's completely clean, completely sterile. And then it goes back down to about 800, and then you put it on a, in a machine that sucks vacuum through it, so that when you pour the molten metal in, it gets sucked in. So it gets sucked into an 800 degree chunk of stone. And then you let it cool down and you break it out. And then you have to clean it up. Then you have to clean it up. Mm -hmm. Like touching up with like like sanding equipment and stuff. Yep. You got to touch up with sanding equipment. You got to remove any like oxidation to the molten metal because air being drawn through it, it gets in contact with a lot of oxygen. Usually with silver, for example, it comes out black. Uh, and then you gotta rub it off, or you gotta sand it off, okay. or chemically treat it so that it goes back to being raw silver. And then, depending on what it is, like if the customer wants stones set in it, then you gotta put the stones in. Which is why this one is three hundred bucks, but with the stones in it, and this one is like a hundred with no stones in it. Right. So each stone is worth however much, and then you actually have to put the stone. Mm-hmm. Inside. Well, these are cubic zirconia, so like these larger stones worth about 30 cents. Yeah, cubic zirconia is just like pretty much fake diamond, right? Yeah. If you get a diamond stone from, if you get a diamond ring from Walmart, it's cubic zirconia. But I paid 70 bucks for that. Well, you probably say you paid 70 bucks for the silver. No, it's a joke. (laughs) Still. It is paid. (laughs) They give you like, I, I would love to find out that Walmart rings are just. Tin and cubic zirconium. They pretty much are. Actually, the pop metal, which is um. So instead of doing the whole lost wax one of a kind procedure, mm-hmm. they have these large vulcanized rubber molds that the metal gets shot into that are reusable. So it's a lower melting point of metal. You cast it. You peel it open. Pop the stuff out. Close it again. Cast it again. Hmm. That's part of what makes it cheaper. And that's like that Vulcan technology too, so it's like top of the line stuff. Mm-hmm. Out of this world. Out of oh, this you world. Did the, you did the hand sign for I Star did. Trek. That's cute. Oh. You have rings to click in the other when you do it. Shimmy, 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 shimmy. We gotta get, when we take those pictures, we gotta get those some like. Oh yeah, no, we definitely got to get like maybe even close-ups of the rings too because I talk about them a lot and people would be like completely confused. Yeah, that's thumbnail material. Just it's just gonna be you with your hands out, and it's just gonna be your hands. You would make a fantastic hand model. Fabulous. <laughs> no, I would not, dude. My hands are so fucking burnt up and cut. Or making or starting a magazine. It's called Blacksmith Magazine, and those exist. Blacksmith hand close-ups only. Oh god, that'd be so gnarly. 
Oh, dude, I follow on Instagram. Fucking got his. He was he's a knife maker. He was cutting some wood for a handle, yeah. the bandsaw, and he caught his arm on the blade, and it cut down to bone. Did Did you watch the video of that happening? Uh, it wasn't a video, okay. but he posted like the aftermath pictures on Instagram. Is he, he still has his arm? Still has his arm. Uh, it got stitched up and like reattached. He had to go go through surgery, and he's he should be fine. But like that is uh. That's heavy. That's a profession I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. That's not like one of the best stories to hear on a Friday night. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, it's a pretty cool story, though. It's, I'm glad he survives. I mean, anything. Well, some I mean, of the things could have gone wrong. If it doesn't cut a major artery, he'll probably survive. It's kind of hard to kill people. Yeah. We're fucking scrappy. It is but a scratch, he probably says right after. No, he probably went, fuck! If Call you, the goddamn ambulance! Can you even speak English at that point when you're, when you've got metal nicking up against your bone? Yeah. Just give him that little you one. You see the picture? The what? You see the picture? Yeah, why not? Okay, uh, it might Maybe. take a little second to find it. So we can keep talking. That's, I, I don't know, Instagram lets you post... Did he, okay, wait, how graphic is this picture before we, Quite. Before we get into it? I just, I just need to make sure that I'm... Uh, it looks like a steak that you would buy from a store. But it's a dude. Is he a vegetarian? No. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Have you tried going vegetarian or... When's the last time you played around with your diet? I feel like... I definitely do need to get healthier. Yeah. But. I mean, I'd say you're. Uh, at least I don't know. I'm trying to phrase this, super eloquently. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. But yeah, I actually I don't buy meat. I kind of uh. I just... If you don't buy the meat, the meat buys you. Pretty much. That's pretty much a, a decent summary of it. I don't buy meat to cook with, but like if I'm at a restaurant, I'll, I'll get meat. So. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for yeah. those listening, I showed him the image. If you yourself want to look at it, look up Steel Pig Forge on Instagram. It's like... It's like he took a slice of lunch meat and slapped it on his arm, like folded it in half and slapped it on his mm-hmm. arm. Mm-hmm. Except, it, yeah, no, it looks like it took a wedge out. Yeah, it took it's... a wedge. It, it, like someone cut a slice of orange out of him. Yeah. Blood orange. And then a few days later, he was like, yo, so uh, that bandsaw is for sale now. Why would you get rid of it? It's cursed. I have probably just bad memories. It's haunted now. Yeah, no, like, that's cursed. fair. But what's sick is the scar. <sighs> looks like a it motherfucking like crucifix. He looks like he was in the Crusades. Yeah. It's stitched across and up his arm. Yeah. As across, yeah. pretty much. I, they needed to cut it open so they could stitch the muscles back together. Yeah. So then the skin they is... They did reattach it, his fibers and everything. Mm-hmm. He's probably never going to have full control over his left hand again. Don't tell the bandsaws that. I'll come back and finish the job. Biblical bland, biblical bandsaw, band name called it. Biblical bandsaw. What's your okay? Help me help me out here real quick. I don't know if I've ever talked to you about this, but 
I've always wanted to start, uh, or I've always liked the idea of starting a Euro pop punk band. Combining the musical stylings of Europop, pop punk, and pop like pop and punk and Euro, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you think that? How do you think that sounds? Uh, I think that sounds lovely. I think that'd be a pretty fun adventure, actually. Europop punk. What would that even sound like? Um. <laughs> Fuck Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, like the hard beat, like burts, 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 yes. burts. the European a little bit of like EDM sound to it too. Get the I need the, the synthesizer click. Uh, me and a friend actually went to like we both share a very common love of weird hip hop, hmm. and we went to do a very half-assed uh, rap duo called Black Metal. Black metal. Yeah, uh, he's black. I'm metal. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't like this isn't like some chap hop stuff, is it? No, no, it's not that. No, think more like um, horrorcore, but sad. Horrorcore, like is that gothcore? Um, a horrorcore rap, like um. Horrorcore rap, like we're not. I'm, you said weird hip hop, and I my mind went to the avalanches. <laughs> now you're going horrorcore. And I'm no, thinking think like, like I'm thinking clipping. Okay. Yeah. I I know I recognize that name. You know clipping. Yeah, David Diggs. He had what was his newest album called with like the little tally marks on it or whatever. Um, there once was an addiction to blood. Yeah. Horrorcore. Okay. Yeah. Very like visceral stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a song about a woman who's a werewolf who just like eats dudes. Hmm. I'm, in, I'm into it though. That's yeah, it's, it's, that's the Doctor solid. Who episode. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, a clipping werewolf in London. <laughs> I feel like the video games would actually find that funny. What other kind of uh, weird hip hop are you into? Um. <coughs> uh, I listened to this one band. You probably haven't heard of them. Their name is Brockhampton. I've heard of them. I'm also just kidding. <laughs> I've heard of them. I'm like, uh, that's not weird. I'm looking for like... Yeah, no, I know. I'm looking for some some like deep vibe music. Like, There's music for those lonely Friday nights, but I want some like somber Saturday music. I was... Or, got an ad on Instagram for this guy. I think his name is Ed. Uh, that was my nickname for years. Well... Oh, are you not Ed anymore? Nah. I don't Ed, really need that anymore. Ed Ape. Ed Ape. Yeah, which I haven't finished. That sounds finished. so familiar. I haven't finished listening to the album, but it was it's pretty alright overall. Uh, he's, he's got some good flow going. I also started listening to this, um, this isn't super weird, but it's a Canadian duo who are both Native American. Hmm. And it's just like a few of the jokes and punchlines they have really crack me up. Native Canadian. Mm-hmm. What's their name? Um, Snotty Nose Res Kids. Snotty Nose Res Kids. Res Kids. Res Kids. Like Reservation Kids. Ah. See, I was thinking American still. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, it still fits because reservations are in Canada and America. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, but specifically the Canadian. Those indigenous people, indigenous people always just get the short end of the stick. Excuse me, yeah. Dude, really America, Ainu in Japan, just everywhere. Uh, the, the Aborigines in Australia. Oh, dude, especially. Dude, they're still getting fucked. Dude, some prison, especially bad that they're all, they all got taken over by criminals, too. Yeah, right? Like, not even, like... Criminals who thought they were better because they were white. <laughs> like, you can kind of give, like, other countries the religious excuse. excuse. Religious, let's call it, uh, excusings. Sure. But Australia, which is straight up, <laughs> nah, criminals, go there, it's yours now. What about the people living there? What Fuck about them? Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love colonial imperialism. They're not white. I know, right? <laughs> wacky. No, wacky. <laughs> oh, no, that's not what I was going for. Sad. You're, you're taking us to a dark place, but... Uh, I am sorry. Ooh. I gotta... Gotta stop recording at this time because this guy pulls up. You can probably. I wonder if you can hear that. If they can hear that on the microphone. I don't know, maybe. Uh, for the if in case you couldn't hear it, there's just like a dude playing music in his car out front. Oh, but one of the lines of an example that made yeah. me crack up was uh, referencing making a baby rattle out of John Wayne's teeth. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, okay, yeah, that's pretty solid. I, I like, like these that. guys. That it, that's morbidly goofy in a way I can get behind. Right? It's also just full absurdist. Yeah. It's honestly, it's kind of like stylized too, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Making a baby rattle out of John Wayne's teeth. There's a lot yeah. to unpack there. Yes, there is. In like eight words. Which any good hip-hop, in my opinion, should be like that. 100%. Smart. I hip-hop can't... should be smart. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I like music that is I like music that is just more smart in general like there are some mm-hmm. songs that can kind of like turn my head off to like Carly Rae Jepsen is a good just like nod your head and bop yeah but like sure. the uh, I, I do like to be challenged yes like I also really love Run the Jewels yes they're very popular though they're not like the weird shit but they're really fucking good uh have you ever heard of R plus R equals now Yes. Really? Yes. Nice. It's like uh, a culture then. Oh, God. <laughs> I also listen to a lot of Doom. MF Doom. MF Doom. Mm-hmm. I've heard of him, but I haven't gotten into him. You would dig him. He's like real nerdy and weird and like... There's a reason if you ask almost any rapper who their favorite rapper is, they're going to say MF Doom. Hmm. But if you ask a random person who their favorite rapper is, they're almost never going to say MF Doom. They'll say Kanye West. Yeah. Maybe. Or Drake or... Drake. Yeah, Drake Drake is more... Maybe um, mainstream. Childish Gambino or Chance the Rapper. Which they... That's some good songs. Oh, no, they're sure. both very good. I especially love Childish Gambino. You gotta, you gotta respect the people who like the deep cuts. Mm-hmm. But they're still very popular. Yeah. But if you... Like, I think... um. I remember we seeing an interview with the RZA who was asked who his favorite was in his MF Doom. Pretty sure it was RZA. It might have been Giza. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like before it was MF Doom, everybody's, every rapper's favorite rapper was Wu-Tang. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, because they're the fucking bomb. Ain't nothing to fuck with. Wu-Tang forever. Yeah, my uh, friend Ezekiel, he is who 
We always joke about doing the black metal rap. Purposely confusing, by the way. Uh, the first album would be We're Real Punk Rock. <laughs> um, but that he would, really loves Wu-Tang. That would turn off any punk... Wait, you're not punk rock. No. What's the, Explain the joke to me. I'm, I'm, it's a rap group named Black Metal whose album references punk rock. Ah. Uh, <laughs> You, I had there was so there was so much going on. It just completely went over yeah. my head. Just weird because I'm usually like so quick to pick up on punny well, things. You we just, have been drinking. The chill. I'm our, I'm already out. It was just too much. It was like the one two. That's how good the the joke was. I didn't even get it. Yeah. Like I still kind of, I still kind of don't register that the Beatles is the, a pun. <laughs> no, I, I feel that. That's how one's hard to register. <laughs> also, like. Okay, so it gets even worse because we were really like when we were ideating this, just saying "fuck you" to the world. Yeah. Because the idea is anti-establishment. Because it wouldn't be I'm metal and he's black. It would be we're both black and metal, but we wear masks. So I would have a mask that when I wear it, I'm metal, and I would have another mask that when I wear it, I will be black. Mm-hmm. And he has the same thing, but we only ever come out as black metal. So if I'm dressed as metal, he's dressed as black. If he's dressed as metal, then I'm dressed as black. You guys just, just change outfits real quick. Completely, like, interchangeable, just to confuse and annoy people. I would do that. I would do it so at the beginning of the performance. Because getting it, have it, you would be doing a lot of wardrobe changes. Yes. At the beginning, you yes. come out metal, he comes out black. And then some at some point... By the end of the performance, like in the like, at some point, yeah. it switches. Which is also fucking <laughs> hilarious because I am a six foot, pretty pale white dude with long hair, and he is about five five, half black, half Mexican with dreads down to his ass. Yeah, I'm half white. So like, it really. That would be so hilarious. Will not be subtle. <laughs> it's like, did black just get taller? And white. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, metal got like short and chubby and has dreads and isn't white anymore. I love their makeup. Wait, is that racist? (laughs) (coughs) Is it racist? You never know these days. Racial, for sure. People don't don't like to distinguish the difference between racist and racial. Poke fun at it for sure, but I'll never wear blackface. I just. (laughs) I am not comfortable with that. Which I, th- I feel like is a good thing, and I feel like I shouldn't need why, to say that. Then why did you come in here with all that shoe polish? Because my like... shoes be dirty, boy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how I got so desensitized to everything. Maybe it was the people I grew up with. Maybe it was the TV shows I snuck around watching. <laughs> Boondocks. Yeah, Boondocks, <laughs> Family Guy. Robot Chicken was especially just like... Oh, yeah, Family Guy was really bad. Constant drivel. I never really watched much Family Guy. Fucking love. Same thing. It doesn't matter what it is as long as it's smart. Yeah. Boondocks was fucking smart. Boondocks was really smart. Venture Bros was too smart. It was way more on the dialogue side. So it kind of... I was like, I just want to see some goofy stuff happen. Yeah. (laughs) Venture Bros is like... If you watch enough to become a fan, you're going to really become a fan. Thank you. Because there's a lot of content there. Isn't oh, yeah. it, isn't it, is it uh, serialized? Yeah. No, it's completely serialized over seven seasons now. 
And like, yeah, there's um, almost a hundred episodes. And like, there. So I have watched that show straight through probably twice. My sibling has watched it straight through probably four, five, six times. And just a few days ago, they realized that there are these two characters, Red Mantle and Dragoon. Yeah. Red Mantle is Buddy Holly. Buddy Holly is the the character, right? Yeah, like in their timeline, instead of Buddy Holly dying in a car crash... Oh, an actor. He got... He, hmm? He's an actor? Buddy Holly, the musician from the 50s. Okay. Like, well, well not the... Weezer did the song, Ooh-wee-oo, he looks just like Buddy Holly. He was only famous for about 18 months and then died. Okay. Thick Glasses, Peggy Sue was one of the songs. Gotcha. Um, and in that universe... Yeah, just this one random, insane, senile old man is fucking Buddy Holly. <laughs> and the other guy, Dragoon, is another... Uh, Big Bopper was his name. Big Bopper. Another musician from the time period. And... Which, in this cartoon universe, instead of dying, they just became yeah. super villains. Yeah. I like that. That's kind Which of... Which is like an obvious joke, but one you will not get unless you watch this one specific episode where like they do a flashback to when they got kidnapped and became super villains. Mm-hmm. And there were musicians boarding a plane <laughs> on this specific date. That if you look it up, that date is the day Buddy Holly died. <laughs> At 27. It's 27 Club. He didn't die. He did. They did. Yeah. He, he was died. Illuminati'd. He didn't die. He became Red Mantle. Which the only reason they did that was to make the leader of the Guild of the Calamitous Intent make more sense that it was David Bowie. I remember seeing that. Yeah. That David Bowie. So this is all like... It's all com- it's comedy l- low-key based on real events. But it's these characters are just existed as a joke. Yeah. But it's a well-thought-out joke. Very well-thought-out. And, like, even the bits that aren't well thought out are, like, just through sheer happenstance work out. Like, yeah, no, the show is bonkers. I do highly recommend it. It can be a little bit tough to get into. The first season is, isn't great. But once you get to know the characters, then you're really like, wow, this is smart. Yeah. And so you definitely have, like, a, a smart kind of aesthetic. Like, you, mm-hmm. you like more... I resent that remark. Let me let me let me elaborate more. Because you're smart, but are you smart? No. Okay, but what I'm I think you like things to be more complex, but at the same time like simplified. Like, and I think the the perfect example of this for your aesthetic and taste is like steampunk, where it's like it is what we see normal, simple by design, but like kind of taken a couple steps back. Mm-hmm. So like it, this character is just like an evil supervillain, but take a couple steps back and he's Buddy Holly when he died yeah. and didn't die and went on the plane. Yeah, no, I like things that are practical and functional, but have like hidden and powerful connections underneath them. Yeah, like I show you this simple band ring and I'm like, this is Mokumegane. This took fourteen hours to make. It's like they did. Everything has a, everything has a story behind it. Mm-hmm. Everything has a story behind it. Everything is smart by design, if not, if it's not like a Swiss watch, like not that kind of smart. You're the kind of person who would like build a giant robot, 
and then be like, oh yeah, did you see that antenna on the top? That's to change the channel on my TV. Yeah, sure. Well, I'm thinking more like, I heard a thing the other day, it was a PE teacher being like, who do you think the smartest teacher in this school is? And I was like, oh, the AP math teacher, the science teacher, and he's like, no, 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 me. I get paid the same as those guys and I play dodgeball out there. Yeah, that's it. The simple truth. Things are not always as they seem. I think it's 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 good to be able to you look you you're able to look at things through different angles, mm-hmm. not just like surface level. Yeah, uh, like when I was talking with you before about how people at school have like started asking me for advice, like even people ahead of me. Yeah, like I'm a junior and there are seniors that like and people are coming to you for your serious opinions, mm-hmm. which still kind of blows my mind because I never in once thought that I would be taken. Seriously. <laughs> and but then, I, yeah. It feels like because you're not trying to be taken seriously, and people are like, he's not trying to prove himself, so you can just be honest with them, right? Yeah. I think it's also because like, I do my work as well as I can, and I, I purposefully don't brag about anything I make. Yeah. Unless people like ask me specifically. And or then, trying to sell them something. Then that's when you get into, oh, this is molecule, media molecule. Mocha Megane. Mocha, mocha latte. Moku? Mogul? Moku? Moku. Me. Me. Ga. Ga. Me. This is Madamar Gaddafi. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, just, you know, simple shit. Yeah, I like that. People are always trying to overcomplicate things. And I'm like, yo, the simplest line between point A and point B is straight most of the time. The detour is the shortest route. Yeah. That's yeah. a that's line from a book. Real fans of JoJo's will know what I'm talking about. Oh, I was about to say, holy shit, you're literate. And then you fucking mention manga. And I'm like, oh, never mind. Oh, that's not a book. <laughs> it is art. I, it, technically, it's art. No, it's it's both. It's I consider graphic novels and comic books to be art yeah. and literature. Is it? Do you ever think about, like, comic book artists when someone asks you, like, who your favorite artist is? I think I more think about comic book writers when people ask me who my favorite author is. Right. Like, people ask me who my favorite author is, I'll, depending on, like, what the situation is, I may say Warren Ellis. Mm-hmm. Um, just because he's fucking great. Or maybe it's Alan Moore on Tuesdays. Warren well, Ellis Wednesday, Alan Moore Monday. I'm not, like, saying bounce it around between different... Yeah. Like, out of comic book writers, I think Warren Ellis is probably my favorite. Warren Ellis... Warren Ellis did, uh... Castlevania. Yes. I was gonna say Transmetropolitan. That's the, my That's favorite graphic novel. a book you turned me on to. Is it? That I... Yeah. Yeah. I read it. through, uh... A very decent chunk of that until the library stopped carrying it. I got to, like, the part... Last thing I remember is Spider going into, like, a riot city place where, like, the smiley face protesters had gotten... Something happened to them. It was weird. Oh, that's, like, the first volume. Maybe I... Maybe I... I, I definitely got past the first volume. I don't know. Okay. Grand Metropolitan was... What was that book about? I mean, it was such a long time ago. Uh, about... In the future, along the entire East Coast, was one large city. Stretched from Atlanta, Georgia, all the way up to New York, New York. Actually, I think it went up into Maine. Yeah. And it is about a 
single man named Spider Jerusalem, who is a journalist based very, very closely off of Hunter S. Thompson, mm-hmm. who just, he's trying to survive, and through just sheer force of will and power and who he is as a person, he's a bastard. But he changes the world for the better. He's a, one of those anti-heroes that you hear so much about. Yeah, no, he very much so is. Like, he's an asshole who's abrasive, but if he sees a big man hurting someone below them, he will fuck it up. Take action. Mm-hmm. Like, he will... It's political satire. Mm-hmm. About, like, corporations and... Corporations government. and government and also just, like, stupidity. Yeah. Of with comfort brings laziness. Kind of thing as well. Right. The more technology gets advanced, more people just rely on mm-hmm. what they see and get through the technology and stuff. Yeah. Like, I think the longest running story arc through the series is about a presidential election that is down between the current president, who's been in office for like 20 some odd years, mm-hmm. because fuck the eight year thing, who is nicknamed The Beast and is based off of Richard Nixon. Oh. Whose oh. opponent is. Nicknamed The Smiler. The Smiler, I remember that. It's based off of Reagan. Ah. So it's a contest between the bitter asshole, who kind of has morals and kind of just wants... Who legitimately says, as long as 51% of the country is alive in the morning, I've done my job. That's what he says. That's, yeah. So it's harsh, it's stark, but it's there. Especially as opposed to The Smiler. Who actively wants to destroy the nation. He wants to cause as much suffering as possible. Exactly. He killed his political advisor. Like straight up had her assassinated in on national television. I think I remember. To get the sympathy vote. Yeah. God, politics are so un Mm Politics, especially in a dystopian future. I can't tell if you're talking about a dystopian future or if you're talking about the 2020 election. <laughs> it's upsetting how <laughs> fucking relevant it still is. This shit was written in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. It should not be irrelevant. Ooh. I've written it in the 90s as a satire. <laughs> yeah. Oof. But it's, it's a fucking great read. Y'all should check it out. It's gross and very punk. Yeah. And the main character's name is Spider Jerusalem. And he's got cool glasses. He's got real cool glasses. One's a circle, one's a one's a rectangle. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. And they're multicolored. Yeah. I just want to take a quick second to talk about my favorite president of the United States of America, Funny Valentine. God bless his soul. Funny Valentine put together a race from across the continental USA back in the horse and trains were just now a thing. So it was a, ho- a race from L.A. to New York on horseback that he sponsored. Uh, it was technically uh, just a way to get the parts of the Holy Corpse together so that way he could lock the Holy Corpse in the basement of the White House so that America would constantly have good things brought to it because using, you know, it's JoJo stuff. Okay, I was about to say, what anime is this from? <laughs> It sounds interesting, though. No, it does. No, I do want to watch JoJo at some point, or read it, whichever. Honestly, you are a fan of the more graphic novel side of things. I would, and I know you like 
steampunk, and I know you like interesting characters and uh, layers of the things, I would say that you should just read, start with part seven. It's kind of like Doctor Who. Yeah. How every part is like different main characters, same kind of It's like a reincarnation theme. thing, isn't it? Kind of. It's more of like family tree style. Okay. So, but this is... T- they're this, all named Jojo. Something Joestar. Yeah. This takes place in the, in like an alternate universe reboot kind of. So like in part one, there's Jonathan Joestar. And then this part, it's Johnny Joestar. And it's very good. That's the last I'm going to talk about anime on these podcasts for a while. <laughs> I hope. Gotta get some more on you, but I just thought you might you might wanna if I could impart some sort of blessing onto you, it would be that. But yeah, uh, Castlevania is just this is just a little aside. Castlevania is coming back in like two days. For real? Yeah. Fuck yeah! I didn't know that the uh, release date got brought up. Season three. Hell yeah! Dude, that shit's tits. The animation, the Warren Warren Ellis' story. Yes. Was, I think, I think, and I think. I th- so, season one, four episodes. Nice little intro. Mm-hmm. Season two, season two like was ten episodes? Eight. Like eight? Oh, okay. And that one was kind of like very like first half, second half. Mm-hmm. Like the first half was set, was, that one, that one felt more contained, but. It was a story that yeah. needed finishing. Yeah. And they wrapped it up nicely. Yeah. Now, season three, four to eight. I think it's gonna be. I'm pretty sure it's twelve episodes, so through season three should have like a proper arc, arc inside nice. of it. Plus, with um, Isaac in the desert slowly yes. gathering his army. Isaac and I'm pretty sure that one of the characters that okay, so Castlevania three has four playable characters. You have Simon, uh, Alucard, the Marum. What's your name? Uh, the, the, the mage. Sylvie, Sylph, Sylph, yeah, the mage. And the mage. Yeah. Mage girl, and there's a bandit guy, too. The bandit guy has pretty much the same design in the game as the guy that Isaac kept as his zombie slave in the desert. Mm-hmm. Remember at the end, he killed the other mm-hmm. guys that kept one? So I think he might be coming back in. Is that spoilers? Uh-oh. Anyway, I this think episode, this is more conjecture. This will air long after Castlevania comes out. Yeah. But it is interesting that that is like details, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Have you ever have you played any Castlevania games? Uh, I think like arcade style, oh. like in, in an arcade. Really? Old machine. Where? Uh, I can't remember. It's, it's just like rings a bell. God, I didn't know that. Like, those arcade oh, arcades are probably at one of the like arcade bars around. Yeah, I love Old North Arcade. That's my favorite. That's a pretty good song. I actually uh, went there twice for my 21st birthday. Nice. Yeah. Did you do the free birthday show? Yes. <laughs> twice? No, the second time was a few days after. Oh. Uh, yeah, I went once on the day. Once on the day, and yeah. I went there for my 21st and nice. got the birthday shots. They're fucking tasty. Tastes like birthday cake. Yeah. I love their, the squirtle shots. I don't think I had those. They have the choose your own starter shot. Mm-hmm. They have one. It's the Bulbasaur, the Charmander, and the Squirtle. Bulbasaur is blue. It's got that. Mm-hmm. What's it called in it? Um, it's that blue. Shirok. Something like that. Shirok. Yeah. Uh, Charmander has Fireball and Squirtle is like tequila or something. I don't know. Or Bulbasaur. What, nice. what? Yeah. What is your? What's your drink of choice? Um, I know you said you like kind of the only beer you drink is Guinness. Not Guinness, but like dark, thick 
stuff. Chocolate view, yeah. Like, there's a... I think it's called Victory Porter out now, which is really goddamn tasty, but it's like 10%. Knocked oh. my ass. Oh, yeah. 10%. Yeah. Uh, usually comes in like a little 10-ounce yeah. goblet. It comes in a goblet. Yeah. I think the combination you had today was... Uh, the vodka is 15%, the Moscato is like 6%, and the margarita mix is like 30 Yeah, I have no fucking clue what percentage it is. Uh, it's pretty beefy, but I'm sipping it slow. Yeah, you kind of have to. Uh, uh, yeah, as far as beer goes, dark, thick, black. Have you had the motherfucking coffee PBR? No. Holy shit. Is it good? Yes. Is it made of real coffee? Yes. And it's a beer? No. It's, it's coffee? It's hard coffee made by PBR for some bumfuck reason. But PBR makes piss water. Yeah. What are they doing making coffee? I have no fucking clue, but it's tasty as yeah, hell. It's, you're making it sound like it tastes good. No, it straight up tastes like those like bottles of Starbucks Yeah. Uh, that you can get. But hard. Yeah, but 5%. It's where, coffee. Where do you get them at? I got some at a gas station. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I also work at a bar uh, on 4th, so I have a free shift drink. I've been getting it for that. I love... Wait, so you get to drink on the job? When, when the shift is over. Oh, when the shift is over. Okay. Or if like we're staying late to mop up, then they don't care if you like, get a beer or something. Like after close or something? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, if we're off the clock or close, we get one drink a shift. Yeah, I do know some places that will let their people drink on the job. So I thought your place was cool like that, but no. It is cool. Stuffy establishment. I mean, they still run by the mayor. Liquor. <laughs> they probably uh, they probably card people, don't they? Lame. Actually, speaking of that, I do mm. like liquor a lot. Liquor. Yeah, like uh, I'm down for some good old whiskey. Mm, what's the? So Jack Daniels isn't whiskey, correct? No, Jack Daniels is whiskey. I thought it was like. It's not Scotch. Uh, it's whiskey. I thought it was like how uh, fusion isn't really sushi, you know? Jack Daniels isn't liquor. Well, oh, it's liquor, definitely. It's a percentage. Okay. No, I'm, make, I'm pretty sure it's whiskey. Isn't it like, is it bourbon that I'm thinking of that can only be made in Kentucky? Yeah. Otherwise, it's just... Yep. Why is that? Do you know why? I, pretension. Pretension. Just people being pretentious. Like, scotch can only be made in Scotland. Is that what makes it scotch? Yeah. And if so, if I take burby and any bourbon anywhere else, it's just whiskey? Well, it's still bourbon. Right. Because it was made where bourbon was made. Yeah. Although I do think bourbon is aged slightly differently. Hmm. But it's still all pretty much. It's pretty similar. Have you ever made moonshine? I do really want to make a still. Uh, to may or may not distill alcohol with. But I have not as of currently. I've made beer. You made beer. Which is completely legal in the state of Ohio. Yes. To make your own beer. Is it... Beer is hops, which is pretty much just wheat, I think. Hops is a flavorant. It's mostly wheat and grain. Barley. Barley and wheat. Um, Boiled, brewed into a mash. I would strained be, and like left to ferment. I'd be interested in trying to make my own kombucha. That's pretty easy. Uh, same with mead. Mead. You mead. like mead, don't you? Yeah, mead's solid. 
Now, mead is, besides like a medieval drink, what is it? Because I've, I've never... Honey wine. Honey wine? Mm-hmm. So like fermented honey, yeah. pretty much. Well, fermented like honey water. Honey water. With It's, it's nice because you can add pretty much whatever flavorings you want. I would get like a nice, a nice peach mead. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, no, just throw peaches in it, straight up. You would also get some nice preserved peaches. Ooh, some marmalade peaches. Pretty much. I like alcoholic, like alcohol. Oh, that sounds really fucking good. Ooh. Yeah. Let's do it. Oh, I'm into that. Some, you could, you could alcohol jelly. Like jello shots. But. Yeah, no, it would be like jello shots. Well, I'm not sure, because it definitely wouldn't be as strong because you have to like cook it for a long period of time. Yeah. So the alcohol would like not completely evaporate out. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Some boozy jelly. <laughs> Smear it on your toast every morning. Go to school. <laughs> Paddington, eat your heart out, dude. Oh, this marmalade is making me. I say. Where's my blanket? Where's my honey? Oh, that's poo. He's so Do you think... Hold up. Paddington doesn't wear pants. Pooh doesn't wear pants. Do you think when Paddington gets drunk, he just <laughs> takes off his hat and just turns into Pooh Bear? <laughs> he's got that, like, raincoat. That's true. He's got a different outfit. He probably wears, like, oh, just the red sweater shirt under the... Or, I it was yellow. Winnie the Pooh's is... Oh, oh wait. Can you wear his, what does he wear? I don't know. No, I guess it is red because his fur Winnie is Winnie the Pooh's yellow. is yellow. Yeah. yeah. I guess I can't really explain the, the fur discoloration. I'm just going to say it's like very strange Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde situation. <laughs> Between Pad- Paddington and Pooh. <laughs> Paddington and Pooh. Oh, the, the I want to watch that now. The two extremes of one can't get enough marmalade, one can't get enough honey. Drop him in London, see what happens. See how many tea shops get... Mm-hmm. Alright. I think that's a good place to end it. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. Yeah, you, you, are you gonna edit that? What? Just the conversation at all? Not really. Okay. I'm gonna. We're gonna have the nice long silences. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh. Might as well edit that last bit out or whatever. Final plug look me up on Instagram. <laughs> Aurarius Metalworks. Yes. A E R A R I U S. Aurarius Metalworks on Instagram. Do you have anything else you want to plug? Twitter, Facebook. I, same thing on Twitter. Aurarius. Um, if you want to shoot me a Venmo, five bucks. Five bucks. Same thing. Hey, Aurarius. Uh, I'm gonna try to get some collaborations in with Eli. Hopefully. Yeah, that'll be cool. We can get some. We we'll need to discuss financial materials, obviously, because making money, making jewelry ain't cheap, mm-hmm. right? It is not. It's not. But uh, if you want to find me on Instagram, my Instagram is at... Yikesy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yikes. Y-A-I-K-S-E. It's my... Yikes. Yikes. Yeah, I got it out. It's part of my, most of my initials. Yeah, uh, I'm at yikes on tw- uh, Instagram. My Twitter, as of this recording, is at Project Caffeine. I'm going to say that every time until I change it because I'm planning on changing it. And uh, if if you want to hear more episodes, they're going to be up on the YouTube channel, maybe on Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you get your podcasts. Please just leave a review, leave a like, leave a comment, subscribe, do the whole shebang, and uh, 
Eli, I just want to thank you again for coming down and having a, an interesting conversation. Yeah, no, this is all right. All right. Well, I'm glad I showed up. As long as it's all right. I'm so glad you showed up, too. That calendar invite really makes it official. Right? <laughs> yeah, seriously, sorry I was late. I was actually getting a casting ready, but just everything was going on. I know. Yeah, that's fine. Well, uh, this week's episode is sponsored by... <laughs> it's a good joke to end on. <laughs> it's not a joke. We have no sponsors. No, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs>